You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share heartfelt and inspirational messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself to God's unlimited blessings. Thank you so much. I have a question. How many of us here are drivers? All right, all right, okay. How many of us here regularly, on a daily basis, use Waze? Okay. So even if you're driving or you're using a daily grab, you're still using Waze. So I sometimes, when I commute or I walk, I use Waze just to make sure that I reach my destination on time. <laughs> but it's difficult when you're walking. But I want to connect my introduction to our new series with the application that is Waze. Say it again with me, Waze. And just to give you a few numbers, it blew my mind when I was preparing for this talk that around the world, around the world, there are a little bit over 90 million users and drivers using Waze. Wow! Can you say it with me? Wow! Okay, I'll repeat that, okay? When I say the number, I want you to all say automatically, wow, okay? 90 million users! Wow, my gosh. And, and Waze was invented by three brilliant Israelis. How many? Three. Namely, this is their names, Ehud Shabtai, Amir Shinar, and Yuri Levin. Three Israelis created and invented Waze in 2006. And for, so, for those who don't know what Waze is yet, Waze is an application, mobile application that you can use to get to your destination the quickest, the safest, and even the fastest. But what happened with Waze is that last 2013, Google saw that Waze was successfully growing. And Google right away bought Waze for a whooping 1.3 billion US dollars. All right, all right. I'm glad we're getting on here, okay? <laughs> But when the application was introduced first, there wasn't many people using it. It wasn't effective. They were still getting to know what this Waze app is. But I want to connect that with our talk today, with our series, is because like Waze, friends, you also are going through a spiritual journey. Waze teaches you the journey to where you need to go in your destination here on earth, but you're also going through a spiritual journey as well. Can you tell to the person beside you, let's journey together. And that's the beautiful thing about Waze because Waze has two sources where it gets its data. How many? Two. The first data source for Waze is, of course, the map of the city. It's obvious. It uses the map, right? And you need a map to know exactly where you're coming from and how to get there. But the second source of data is this, and this is the brilliant part about Waze, is the crowd-sourced data or crowd-sourcing. Can you say it with me? Crowd-sourcing. And this particular feature of Waze is that it uses or needs other users to update the app real-time, live in ways so you can see whether you're approaching light traffic mild traffic or heavy traffic because of other users who are also using ways 
an informing ways app so that you can see if there is an accident ahead. I was shocked one time as I was driving along EDSA. It says there, animal on road. Wow. And as I was passing that point where that pin, animal on road is, I saw a human person standing. A man. That's not an animal. That's a man. <laughs> but in our spiritual life, we also have ways. And that is God's ways. Can you say it with me? Yes. Say it with me. God's ways. And He has a way for us to get to our destination. All of us have an ultimate destination that we all want to go to. Am I right? Okay, I'll ask you two questions now. Who here wants to go to heaven? Raise your hands. Of course. Wow. All of us, I suppose. Who wouldn't want to go to heaven, right? Now, my next, second, my next question is this. Who here wants to go to heaven right now? Okay. I'm alone. Okay. <laughs> but in following God's ways, there are two crucial actions. How many? And the first crucial action we need to do is to follow God's ways. Say to me, follow God's ways. Last Wednesday, I was coming from Tagaytay. I met with a friend in Tagaytay. And on my way back, we left New Valley around 8.30 in the evening. And in my mind, I know where I should go, even without using ways. But I was already tired and I needed someone to guide me. I needed ways to guide me. I thought I would just go through South Luzon Expressway and just head on to Makati. And that's it. 8.30, I followed ways. I opened the app. And lo and behold, I was going through other areas that I didn't knew even existed. And I ended up, what I thought would be one hour and a half of travel, turned out to be a whooping three hours. I left and I arrived home 11 p.m. It's difficult when you just follow one way. But with God, He has His ways. And when you follow God's ways, He also has two sources. How many? The first source is God's map for you. And God's map for you is His Word. God's Word. Amen? It's God's Word. And we highly encourage you here at the feast, we strongly advise you, we, in, we, we invite you to really read your scripture daily on your own. It's okay. And to just open yourself to God's word in your heart. But there's a problem there because you can be open to wrong interpretations. So don't make final, biblical, dogmatic interpretations on your own. And that's where the second source of God's ways comes in. And that's because we have a community of users. Look to the person beside you. That is also a user of God's Word. The church. We are the church. Yes, we are the church. Let's put a round of applause for that. Yeah. Tell to the person beside you, you are the church. And that's the beautiful thing about God's ways as well, is that you don't have to go through it alone. You're not alone. Put your hand over your chest and say, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. You know the song by Michael Jackson? You are not alone. I am here with you. Though you're far away, He is here to stay. Can you give me?
give yourself a round of applause for that. You are not alone. God is with us. The saints are with us and we are all here together in this. That's where I want to share that God gave us a bonus in His, God, in His ways is that He's given us saints. Can you say to me, saints? And the thing here is, is that there are two kinds of saints. Saints with a small letter S and saints with a capital S. The small S is you. Yes, you. You are saints in the making. I want to challenge you guys. Can you put your hand over your chest? And I want you to say saint and put your name after that, okay? Is that okay? Can we do that, friends? Let's, let's do it. One, two, three, go. Saint Anthony. Oh, wow, sounds really good. Maybe some of you are cringing. Ah, I don't think so, Brother Tony. I don't think so. I could, have a, I could be a saint. I'm sinful. I'm, I'm messy. And it's okay even if your name is Bernard. So Saint Bernard. It's okay, you're still, you're still a saint in the making, okay? That's why we need God's ways. And the second type of saint is the one with the capital S. And these saints are those who have gone ahead of us and are now declared saints by the church. And we know and believe that they are in heaven. And they're directly communicating with God as well on our behalf. They're also part of our crowdsourcing data. And following and learning from the lives of saints is a beautiful thing. And that's what we're talking about today. That's what this whole series is all about. And I want to share one particular saint that really inspired me, even when I was growing up as a kid. And his name is Saint Francis of Assisi. Yeah, he's one of the famous saints we know. He lived a hundred years ago. And the backstory about Saint Francis is he wasn't that person that we know today wearing a, a, a brown habit, a cloak of sackcloth. He wasn't like that. He was a rich son of a rich merchant, a trader. And he would always go around Assisi singing songs from house to house, being loud and noisy, and he would have a lot of friends. But when he realized that all these things that, in the, that is here in the world, they're temporary, they're not permanent, they're fleeting, that's when he decided, I want to go for something more. I want to go for something eternal. And that's when he decided to detach himself from the world and follow Jesus full-time and the way of the gospel. And I'm just so glad that when I grew up, I grew up in a different country in Bahrain. I was just so glad that even if it's a, an Islamic country, we were able to express our faith there. So we, I could watch films and documentaries about saints, particularly St. Francis of Assisi. And because of St. Francis, I was inspired after graduating from high school to come here to Manila in 2001 and apply for seminary. And it so happened in 2001, my aunt, my tita, she helped me out to find a Franciscan seminary because I wanted to follow Jesus the way St. Francis did. And it so happened that we arrived at Our Lady of the Angels Franciscan Seminary at Bagbag Novaliches, Quezon City. And as I was entering into the seminary, I could see the sign right up there. And my heart was beating really fast. Just as fast as it's beating now. And I said, this is it. And from that day on, my life has never been the same. Four and a half years I was in the seminary. Why I left, don't ask me. It's a long story that would require another series of talks. But that's our first action today. Follow God's ways. Tell the person beside you, follow God's ways. 
And now to share with us action number two, let's bring back and welcome Brother Odi Villaraza. Thank you, Tony. God bless you, brother. Can I invite everyone to stand as we honor God's word? Everybody stretch your hands out. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Our scripture for today comes from the book of Matthew. Beautiful word. Can you help me read it? Chapter 37. Put it up on screen. Everybody read it. Ready, set, go. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Father in heaven, this is your word. It's unchanging. It's immutable. It's alive and active. We ask you to speak to us in a personal and powerful way today. In Jesus' name, amen. One more time. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Let's give the Lord a big hand, everyone. You can take that. You take your seats again. Can you tell your neighbor, you are set apart? You're set apart. How many of you have goals in life? Goals. G-O-A-L-S. Goals. Hashtag goals. You know, when you go online, that's what I did this morning. I went online. I went to Instagram. And if you search in Instagram, that word, hashtag goals, you want to know how many posts are there? 79.6 million. And the crazy thing is that there are so many Hashtags about it. I mean, hashtag goals. There's hashtag single goals. Hashtag relationship goals. Hashtag couple goals. Hashtag loveless goals. Hashtag it's complicated goals. Whatever your goals in life are, chances are they've got a hashtag for it. And you know, they use it in every sentence that they put, that they post online. Like for example, my favorite Hollywood celebrity lost 36 pounds today. Hashtag goals. My favorite singer bought her boyfriend a brand new Audi car. Hashtag goals. By the way, that's the best brand in the world. Car brand at least. The Audi. My favorite couple. My favorite married couple went to Bali last week. Hashtag goals. My favorite preacher, Brother Audi, looking so sharply dressed this morning. Hashtag goals. A lot of people are goalie or oriented, right? You agree? But here's the thing. When people see something they like, they make it their goal to have the same thing. But let me tell you the truth, that no matter how fit you are or no matter how much weight you lose, no matter how ripped you are, one day will come when your body, listen to me, your body will grow old, wither, and die. I used to have a six-pack until they invented pizza. Hashtag the struggle is real. How many of you have struggled the same way? Pizza is life, right? It doesn't matter how many Audi cars or Audi cars you buy or even luxury vehicles because a day will come when you already have one, you're going to want another one in six months. 
Right? It doesn't matter how amazing your relationships are because one day will come when the person that you love will hurt you because human beings are imperfect. Can I get an amen from the brokenhearted people? Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter how fresh I look here on stage because by the time I leave the stage, I would be so sweaty. In fact, I'm so sweaty right now. What is my point? Everybody ask me, what's your point? My point is very simple. The goal that you have right now might satisfy you, but it will not satisfy you in the end. Because there is only one goal, one ultimate goal that will satisfy you in the long run. I'll tell you all about what that goal is. But right now, let me preach this truth to you. How many of you know that you were made by God? Raise your hand. Amen. But did you also know that you were made for God? For God? Yes? So if you are not fulfilling your God purpose, that's what we call it, if you're not fulfilling what God wants you to do, you might be endangering your very existence. Let me show you an illustration, all right? I, I, I need some props for this. Can, can I borrow someone's smartphone? Anybody here? Preferably someone in front. Uh, is it okay? What's your name, bro? Jolly B? Jolly Burr? Jolly Burr. Everybody say, thank you, Jolly Burr. Thank you. Thank you for lending me your smartphone. I want to do something very simple. Um, is, is it okay? Is, are you prepaid or postpaid? Prepaid. Okay, good. Because, you know, pag, pag prepaid, alam mong ubus na yung load, pag naubusan eh. Is it okay if I use your phone to call someone? Because I need to consult someone, uh, Brother Bo. Okay lang. He's just in the US. So is it okay? Alright. Sabi mo yan, So prepaid. I'll know when your load is out when you, when the line gets cut. Okay. I, I hope he's still awake. Because, you know, it's late at night. Anyway, Ben and Francis are here. You can, you can be my excuse, right? Tell them it's an emergency. Oh, it's ringing. Please answer, please answer. Lord, please make him answer. Hello? Brother Bo? I, I, did I wake you? Hello? Hello, hello? 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 I don't think he can hear me. Hello? Hello, hello? Hello? If, if you can hear me, I can't hear anything. Um, I'm going to have to call you back again, but let me try to do something. I did this in the first session and it, it worked. Um, I'll call you again, okay? Okay, bye. My grandfather used to do this. This works every time uh, with technology. When the technology bogs down, all you have to do is just, you know, bop, bop it. You know, you slam it. It, it works. No, no need for technicians. No need for a service center. This is warranty, right? Okay, so it has warranty. I'll have to pray over the phone later on, but I'm pretty sure this will work. But, you know, if I keep on doing this, you know what will happen? I'll eventually damage the phone. And I'm going to have to give you a new one, right? But okay, before you guys go into conniptions, this is actually just an act. This is my phone. We planted it a while ago, so the phone is really broken. I just needed to prove to you. Every, someone said, huh? Sorry, young dog. So I just need to prove to you this point that, you know, if I kept on doing that, eventually, yes, the phone will get broken, right? Because it's not designed to be slammed on hard surfaces. It's designed to call people. Same thing is with you. Same is true with you. Listen to this. The reason why a lot of people are damaging their life and ruining their life and destroying their life 
is because they're doing things that they're not designed to do. You want to know what your ultimate design is? Yes? Ask me what? I'll give you a clue. Matthew says this. When people asked Jesus what the greatest commandments were, we read it a while ago. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Everybody say all your heart. And with all your soul. Say all your soul. And with all your mind. Say all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's it. That's your ultimate design. You're supposed to love God and then you're supposed to love others. Which, by the way, is what it means to be a saint. That's what Tony was talking about. That's what a saint is all about, right? A saint is a person who who loves God and loves others. But here's the thing. Have you ever wondered why we don't have a lot of saints? I mean, we've got a few, but in the context of how big the world is, it doesn't seem so much, right? How come we don't have a lot of saints? You want to know why? I have a theory. And I'll share it with you by sharing this story. There was a teacher who wanted to teach her grade 3 class about the value of having goals in life. And so she asked the class, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then little Johnny raises his hand and, and, and he says, when I grow up, I want to become a successful businessman so I can become a billionaire. So when I become a billionaire, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the most expensive country club and find myself a wife. And then I'm going to give my wife everything she wants. I'm going to give her the best car in the world, the Audi car. And then I'm going to buy her a villa in Italy, a mansion in France. I'm going to get her a jet so she can fly all over the world. And then I'm going to buy her, I'm going to give her an infinite visa card so she can buy whatever she wants. And then the teacher looks at Johnny, shocked by his answer. She didn't even acknowledge it. She just dismisses that answer because she wanted to, to, to continue with the lesson. And then she asks the other person after Johnny, Susie. She says, so what about you, Susie? What do you, you want to be when you grow up? And Susie looks at her and smiles and she says, I want to be Johnny's wife. <laughs> How many of you want to be Johnny's wife? You know, if I go down here actually... This is the truth. If I go down here and I talk to a young person, who are young here, by the way? Raise your hand. Okay. So if I go down and I talk to the young people and I ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Chances are some of you might even say, I want to be a YouTuber or, or a social media phenomenon or an internet sensation because that's their thing now, right? But back in the day, during my time, you know, we, we had normal dreams. We wanted to be a lawyer, a pilot, uh, a doctor, you know, uh, um, uh, an architect, an engineer. But one thing, one thing I have never heard anybody say when, when they were asked the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? Have you ever heard anybody say, I want to be a saint? Who among you here wants to be a saint? Some people are raising their hand, but is that the, question, the answer that you will give when you're asked that question? No, Right? It's because I think we have been brainwashed to picture a saint as a person who is completely separated from all of us. Someone that we cannot relate to. Someone who is unreachable, unattainable. You know, people who have angels' wings and, and, and they float on air. Hindi po santo yun. Baka multo po yun. We think that saints are people that are rare. You know, they come once in a lifetime. Which is why I think it's so important to preach this message because we need to change that 
picture. Say picture. That picture of what a saint is. Let me teach this to you. In the Bible, 67 times that word saint was used. Okay? Let me give you some examples. In 1 Corinthians, Paul says this, To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Everybody say saints. And then another one. Paul says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus. Here's the interesting part. 67 times the word saint is used in the Bible. But 66 out of 67 times, it was used in plural form. Saints. Okay? Saints. And the only time, that one time that it was used in a singular form, is found in Philippians chapter 4, verse 21. It says, greet every saint in Christ Jesus. Look at that. It's still in plural form. What does this mean? Everybody say, what does this mean? It means that every person back then, and I still believe that it applies to now, that every person who belongs in, 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 in church or, or who are part of the body of Christ was called a saint. Right? How many of you belong to the body of Christ? Raise your hand. How many of you belong to the body of Christ? Raise your hand. Okay. How many of you belong? I'm going to keep asking until every hand goes up. How many of you belong to the body of Christ? There you go. You are called to be a saint. Can you tell the person beside you, you're called to be a saint? Let's do what Tony did. But this time, I want you to interact with the person on your right. Can you hold the hand of the person on your right? Introduce your name and then put saint before your name. Can you do that? and Say, hi, my name is Saint. Go. One, two, three, go. Did you notice it? Did you notice their reaction? They're like, <laughs> they didn't believe you. You know why? Because you don't believe it too. Because there's that thing that disconnect. Now, huh? Me, a saint? What in the world, really? Yes, you're called to be a saint, even if you still have your temper issues. Even if you still have your sexual sins. Even if you still have this bad habit. You're called to be a saint. Amen? One more time, tell the person beside you, you're called to be a saint. It's good. It's good for you to think about this. You know, there's a title that we put in our name before we say our name for things that we accomplish. Like for example, if you finished medicine, you would be called doctor. If you finished engineering, you would be called an engineer. If you finished the law, you would be, be called a lawyer. No, attorney pala, attorney. But sometimes when people are not behaving like an attorney or a doctor or, 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 or an engineer, that's where the disconnect is. Is because sometimes we forget how we were designed. Everybody say design. All right, let me preach the last part, but I need you to stand up for this. Can everybody stand? I'm about to close. Have you learned anything so far? Okay, the word saint or saints is actually derived from the Greek word hagios. Everybody say hagios. Hagios. What does hagios mean? Hagios simply means set apart. Set apart. Can you say that? Set apart means it's different. It's exclusive. It's, it's, 
for your use only. Like for example, I'll give you an example of what Hagios is. Your toothbrush is Hagios. Okay? How many of you share your toothbrush with another person? Anybody here? Come on, raise your hand. We're not going to judge you. Just a little bit. Wouldn't it be weird if one family just shared one toothbrush and they would just take shifts? You know, dad would use it. The mom would use it. Kuya would use it. Lola would use it for her, you know, postizo. The helper would use it for the dog's teeth. I mean, no way, right? In that sense, your toothbrush is hagios. And God says to somebody here today, you are hagios. Can you tell that to the person beside you? You're hagios. You're hagios. In the sense that you are exclusively for God's use. But here's the thing, all right? I really need to preach this message because I believe that sometimes it's not always the case. You're not always exclusive for God. Sometimes you allow yourself to be used by other things, people. You, you allow your words to use you. You allow your, your behavior to use you. You allow your addiction to use you. I'll share with you one final story and then I'll let you go. I shared this many, many years ago when my wife and I got married. She did something very radical. Um, one week into the marriage, she calls me up. I was in the office and she says, is it okay if we donate your old clothes to charity? And I said, yeah, of course, sure. Just get the old clothes. And so, stop thinking about that. When I came home that afternoon, you know, I was dressing up and I was looking for my comfortable clothes. By comfortable clothes, I mean those clothes that are so worn in. You, you know, the, the, the collar is already bacon strips and you got so many holes. It's like, it looks like somebody shot you with an AK-47. How many of you like wearing clothes like that, right? It's beautiful. I love it. So, I was looking for those old clothes and I remembered, hey, my, mom, my, my, my wife asked for it and she must have backed it away. And so, you know, I started looking for it all over the house. I, I started on this, on this rescue mission, you know, Mission Impossible, looking, looking, looking. And then finally, I found it. The plastic bag was in the garage in a striped bag. And so I opened that striped bag, rescued some of those old clothes. I had to apologize to them individually for neglecting them. You know, the evening came. Evening came and I put one of those shirts and ah, this is life. I started walking around the house. And the first thing my wife says is, I thought we're going to throw that away. How did you find that bag? I thought we were going to give that up. And it made me realize something when I was preparing for this talk. I, I wonder if God might be saying the same thing to you today. That when He sees you, God says, I thought we were going to throw that away. I thought that when you said that I'm already your God, you were going to give up that complaining attitude I thought you were going to give up that judgmental attitude I thought we were going to get rid of that how did you find the bag I think we've arrived at a point where sometimes we realize that we do things that we're not designed to do God's design for us is very simple you're meant to love God and you're meant to love others and if you're doing some things that don't fall under that you might have to think about that because God is trying to tell you I thought we got rid of that why are you still wearing those old clothes 
when I've already clothed you in my robe of righteousness. I've already given you new wardrobe, new clothes. It's time to clean out your closet. It's time you got rid of that. It's time you got rid of that. Tell the person standing beside you, it's time to clean out your closet. Can we do that right now? Can we open that secret cabinet, that place, that room where we've been keeping all our junk, all our mess, all our garbage. Can we do that together? Can Can I ask you to bow your heads? Close your eyes. We're going to do this together. I want you to visualize at this moment that these things that you've been keeping from God, you can finally give it up right now. I want you to imagine that you have a red plastic stripe bag in front of you and you're slowly putting them all in all the old addictions old behaviors old patterns this is things you want to throw away and you're putting it in one by one and as you put it in and everything is complete and the bag is full I want you to tie it up in a knot and then I want you to visualize Jesus who is right there you give it to Jesus you hand it to him directly he receives it but at the same time Jesus gives you another bag and you receive that bag and you're so excited you open this bag and in front of your eyes are brand new clothes clothes that he has given you that you can wear from this point onward no holes no bacon strips these are all brand new and God is giving it to you today It's time you walk away and realize that God has given you and designed you in a very special way from the very beginning. You just need, and you've just forgotten who you are, that you're a child of God. In this moment, let's thank Jesus. Let's claim this already. The brand new beginning, the brand new heart, the brand new clothes that we're going to start wearing after we walk out of these doors. Father, we want more of you in our life. More of you in our relationships. More of you in our companies. More of you in our friendships. More of you in our marriages. More of you in our families. So much so that we are so willing to empty ourselves of things that do not belong to you. We give it to you, Jesus. We give it to you. Thank you for cleansing us. We walk forward from this day forward to new beginnings. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, visit lightfam.com and click on Feast Teachings.